Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. We won again. We've done it. We've beat the two teams that were above us, around us, near us, and we got the points. And what's more important, look who's back, people. He's been away for a little while. It's only Mr. Shredder. Hello, Treacle. You're right. I am. I am. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I fi- I figured uh, I had good vibes going into this match, so I figured if I'm going to hop on again and, yeah. and and make a reappearance, uh, you know, beating United would be the would be the time to do it. Excellent. If, if we'd have lost, would you have gone? Oh no, I've got a bad knee. I can't make it. Ah, uh, you know, I just um, <laughs> something's come up, and I got to go take the, my non-existent kid to the doctor. Excellent. Take the cats to the vets. <laughs> right. It's great, great to have you back. And we have been talking to you. We still keep in contact and ask you to yeah, come yeah, on a few yeah. times. And uh, it's lovely to have you back. But it isn't lovely to have back. It's Mr. Walker. No doubt he's going to spend the entire show calling me Daniel and telling me to shut up and get on with it. How are you doing, Carl? Get on with Daniel. Yes, I am. Do you know what, Daniel? There's not many, many things that put a smile on my face. <laughs> but one of the things that definitely make me smile and laugh is seeing Arsenal win and Man United lose. And the two things happened in one day. What more? (laughs) The only thing now to make my day overly, overly better is Brentford to beat that lot from Middlesex. That, mm, you know that meme of, um, I think it's from South Park, where the guy's sitting by his uh, computer and he's excreting (laughs) um, certain things. That would be me if, yes... That would be me if Brentford going beat, uh, that not up the road today because I don't know. It was just <laughs> the game. Definitely, I if you're wearing a heart monitor, your blood pressure began up and down because let's face it, it wasn't um, a game for the weak hearted. But we come up with a win, and that's all that matters. It is indeed. Wise words indeed. Well, I say hello to a few people in the chat. We've got our very own Nick there. There's Stephen. Sai is there. He hasn't done a carpenter out yet, so mm-hmm. we're waiting for that. Uh, who else is there? There is uh, just those two having a chat. Dear, dear. Oh, Phil Mack is there. Ready to give us some nonsense. Avon Not Teddington is there. Uh, in the dressing uh, in a dressing room not far from M5, Granite Jack was telling Thomas Party, and this is how you swing that leg back. <laughs> First goal of the season, and I did the preview yesterday with um, with Glenn from New York, and he was and uh, we were saying that uh, Jack has scored recently against one of the home Premier League games against Man United. I have got no memory of anything that has happened in the last five years. It's absolutely awful. It's just, oh, I'm getting old. Uh, Ron Ree is there. Who else is going to be there to say hello to? Um, Kate is there. Hello, Kate. And BX. And our very own Richard is there. Hello, Cheeky. And Stefan is there, as always. Lovely to see you. A new name there, the Dreadman P. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lovely. Um, Grant Wilburn is there, formerly knows a Carlito El Guna. Um, someone, Mr. Jason Strader, is there, <laughs> lovely, <laughs> Mr. Bob Lex, Hambo Gumble, and lots of numbers. And uh, Mr. Bob Lex, and then Nick is straight in with a question why wasn't Henry in the starting 11 as soon as Party got injured? We'll save that for later. 
because now we can save your questions. And Ajit is here. And Ray Anderson from sunny Jamaica is there. What's the weather like, Ray? Let us know. It's actually not too bad. It's quite sunny. Let's let's. Uh, oh, and Andrew is there from Dial Square to Wear, a very fine podcast. People go to YouTube, type in from Dial Square to Wear, and go and follow Andrew's channel. Right, let's get on with it, Carl. Um, thoughts about the uh, how you thought the game was going to go and about the, the changes to the starting lineup because we're all saying in our WhatsApp group we really need to do something about right back, didn't we? Didn't we? I mean, I, after the game, even on the podcast, we, I was saying that I would have brought Cedric back in just because Ben White did not look um, comfortable at right back in the slightest. And it was always going to be either uh, Ilanga or Sancho starting against him. And no matter what you think of Sancho this season, he's still a good player. He can still run up players and be very direct. And Ben White being there was not going to be a good thing. And I'm not saying Cedric played the best game in the world, but he is out and out right back. So he knows how to handle tricky wingers if he's doing it all his life. Um, for me, that was the starting lineup that we chose today was the starting lineup I 100% would have gone with without a shadow of a doubt. Um, it was always going to be a tricky game against Man United, just because even with Ronaldo coming back and with all sort of the, the, what happened to Ronaldo, his, um, his new child, um, and, you know, McTominay, as much as I hate him, I do hate him. I think he's a sh- shithouse of a player. The problem is he is a shithouse of a player, and that's what every team needs. Every team needs one of those players to get stuck in, and him coming back was always going to be something. Um, I don't know why Arsenal were punished because um, people sent death threats to Harry Maguire's house. Why should Arsenal like not play against him? Because I honestly <laughs> wanted to play against him. I mean, let me just say the fact. No one that's, a, that's a good get, view on it. <laughs> no one should get death threats for playing a game of football. Right. People, come right. on. Let's not be stupid. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. However, I really wanted Maguire to play today. However, it didn't make much of a difference, did it? Because, let's face it, um, uh, Varane didn't do very much or linked enough. So, but for me, the starting lineup for Arsenal was absolutely spot on. It was what we should have played, is what we did play. And I've always thought that with Arsenal, you can either go two ways. If Arsenal was ever going to be really, really good or they were going to be really, really shit. There's no in-between. There's no, oh, they were okay today. It's either we were good or we were bad. And I think with Man United having their problems, and let's face it, Manchester United have got some real problems, like real, real problems. Um, We were just better than them um, today. They had a period of, you know, uh, goodness in the first part of the second half. Apart from that, I think quality just shone through. That's a very good summary. Jace, how did you feel about um, the changes to it and how did you think the game was going to go before it started? Um, again, it's which Arsenal is going to show up. I think the one, my one complaint that I've had from Fanger to Emery and now to, especially in the last six months with this team, um, not even six months, that's harsh, six weeks um, with, with this team is uh, we tend to play at whatever our opponent's level is. Um, we, we don't, we still don't force teams to play at our level. Uh, but we, the one positive thing is we've gotten up for the games we've had to get up for. It's man United. You can't slack off no matter what their form is. We know it's going to be heated. Um, and we've done that, especially the last couple of games against Chelsea and now against United. Um, 
and we need to take the same mentality into into West Ham next week. But the the fact that you know, I think the 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 right Arsenal showed up today, but you, we definitely had those moments um, where the the youth and some of our uh, uh, we're a bit naive at times, um, and we get complacent in the middle of a game. And I think that's that's something that you know we're all trying. I think everybody at the club's trying to address, and we definitely see as fans. So. Um, at one point I just remember thinking, man, this kind of feels like a basketball game. Cause like, we'll give them a little bit of possession. They'll go down, have a shot. Then we'll get a goal kick and then we'll go down. It just felt a, at times a, a bit basketball-y, uh, which concerned me. But I think, um, you know, once we were able to break through their press a few times, you know, we definitely showed our quality and I think we were the much better, I think overall as a team, we played much better than they did. And, and, you know, they're, they're in shambles right now. I mean, you can see it, you know, it worst finish since what uh, under Moyes, I think, or if that, if not even worse than that. So um, let's just revel in their misery for another day. Right. It is. It's hilarious to see. Uh, Carl Femi, uh, our Femi made a great point in the podcast. No, was it the, the Chelsea post game um, this week? Was it Chelsea post game? I can't remember who did the podcast. Anyway, Femi made a great point. Arsenal play best when we go ahead early because when we're we're chasing the game we're rubbish but when we uh we get the early lead that's when things start to work out for us and that's what happened today wasn't it with that great goal from um you know I've forgotten already so Tavares in the second minute yeah tell tell the beautiful listen to what happened when Tavares scores against your team you know your team is shit like you know you have got problems um Tavares brings and ultimate chaos. That's what Josh was saying in the group. Like I, I, I said, I don't like <sighs> Tavares. Just reminds me of Sonogo because he just brings that organized chaos. I think that's what it is. Um, <sighs> I never. Ex- no one in the world expected Tavares to score. No one at all. But do you know what? It was brilliant because the ball was flashed across. To Saka, and I think the two Man United central defenders both missed the ball. And you're thinking, okay, what the hell is wrong with you lot? Like, uh, Saka tried to cutting on his left foot, tried to curl it into the far post. Um, De Gea, credit to him, made an absolutely brilliant save. But Tavares didn't stop, carried um, watching the ball running in, and just managed to slot the ball um, into the goal. And you know, credit where credit is due. Um, Absolutely brilliant, absolutely yeah. fantastic from him because a lot of fullbacks wouldn't have run into that. A lot of fullbacks would have stayed, not followed the ball in. Um, and he did, he 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 carried on running and credit to him. Um, but credit to Saka as well. I really want to say credit to Saka because to him just to quickly, you know, try and curl it into the far post. And like I said, it's a very good save by David De Gea. But for me, Tavares, you know, give credit where credit's due. He followed the ball in, he scored. But I always say, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because for the rest of the game, you thought he was a striker and some of the um, <laughs> some of the shots he was taking, you're like, bro, like relaxing it. But no, he was happy. He got his goal and, you know, well done. One new up with, I think it was like 11 minutes, I think it was. Two. Brilliant. Oh, was it, Two minutes. No, it was, no, yeah. It was, yeah, it was early. Was it that early? Yeah. Flipping out, didn't realize it was that early. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, Arsenal. 
That's why I'd forgotten about it already. Jace, um, Carl made good points there about Tavares. He's, well, he's, he's like that child, isn't he? When he's good, he's very good. And when he's bad, oh my God, he's given us um, palpitations with him. Our two Portuguese fullbacks, they were doing their best to give us all a heart attack this game, weren't they? But that was a great goal, superbly taken by the young man. Yeah, it was it was calm and composed. And I think <laughs> we've said this about so many different Arsenal players. When... When he thinks, that's when he that's when he's going to mess up. And when he's trying to to move the ball onto his right foot and cut in and take those shots from distance, he's overthinking everything. But when the ball falls to you in the space, you know, credit to him for being there. Um, when the ball falls to you in that space, you just have time to react. I think we saw his quality come out, um, and you hoped it would give him confidence in all parts of his game. But he still looked a little shaky defensively. Um, it did give him confidence to try a few more of those shots. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, beat a dead horse here, which I think I don't think we all want those shots falling to him, um, especially from the distances that he likes to, to sort of try and pull them off from. Uh, but again, he's young. He, he's a bit naive. He, he wants to do well, but he's not always sure of himself. Um, and yeah, I think you saw that today. When I put in our WhatsApp group yesterday, that um, I said to I said to, um, that that Shred is going to come and join us for a game. Josh replied with "fuck yes." <laughs> I said he's only joining us for a game, and uh, I can't. And then uh, then he was horrible to me because that's what Josh does. Because Josh is, is mean to all of us. Does, yeah, is surprised he had a nice thing to say about me. You know. Well, I think everybody did. John was actually going to come and join us today because, uh, but he wasn't sure. But now he's um, he's with his, he's spending time with his old man. Um, stacking on that point, Jace, do you think the uh, that Tavares went? Oh, look, I've scored a goal. Right, I'm now a forward because God knows he's not a proper left back, is he? Because he was. I mean, at some point in the second half when we were playing three centre backs, we were well, hey, right, Ronaldo, watch this, son. Here I go. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, and that's the thing is he just, yeah, you, you hope that the confidence uh, would equate to both parts of it, but it didn't. It just, it just gave him confidence going forward, which is great. Um, but they, you could see that they were trying to go down that side and pick on him uh, because of his youth, because he's naive, um, because he can easily be pulled out of position. There was another time when we were dropping back and there was nobody on the left and he was crossing the, the D at the top of, of the the box I was like what are you doing like where where does this positional marking come from that you're that you're trying to do um and luckily nothing happened from about it just he has those moments um and it unfortunately right now we're it seems like we're gonna have to let him play through a little bit of those because who are we realistically gonna put back there um unless we move to a back three right that's that's the only real other option so I don't think Arteta wants to do that as much. So it looks like we've got to we've got to put some faith and some hope in the young man to to come through. As I see Mike looking skeptically at this argument, I'm not see, skeptical I'm- about the argument. I just <laughs> I am so excited to see you, Shredder. How long has this been since we've been on a podcast together? Uh, I think with me and you, it's been about a year, yeah. just over a year. Well, this is Danny's fault for doing it. This. Is Danny's fault? Everything's Danny's <laughs> fault. See, not only today have we been inundated with Portuguese fullbacks, we're now knee-deep in Americans. <laughs> How have you been, Mike? I haven't spoken to you for, all oh, days. Yeah, like two, three days. <laughs> today was glorious. Have you I been mean, drinking, boy? Uh, Your eyes are a bit squinty. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 9.56 a.m. 
Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake, drunk yeah. already. <laughs> well, I, I, I went to bed at 3 p.m. yesterday. I woke up at 8 p.m. yesterday, and then I started drinking. So, like, what are you going to do? I mean, right. <laughs> the Arsenal was playing, and you know what? Did we win? I think we did. <laughs> we won. Right. So, <laughs> we, we did indeed. I can tell you're a bit wonky because your camera, your camera's off center. And uh, well, not only that, but I'm 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 in my uh, I'm in, I'm in my pajamas. kitchen, oh. and 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 but but I just ha- I had to be here <laughs> to pay tribute to Carl and especially to Shredder because oh. Shred- Shreds. I mean, you know, it's been a long time, man. It has. It has. So. And we're going to see no. each other, you know, when the Arsenal come to the States this summer. So We will. We will. For sure. Yeah. We're going to have drinks. Have pro- probably. I don't, I, don't, I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> no. You just consume it. You no. absorb it. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah. So, uh, so are we finishing fourth or what? Looks like it. If we can, uh, if all we've got to do is just win our games in hand. Carl, you need to save us a little bit here. Um so I put the tenth minute. Fernandez through on goal as their second goal chance already. So just from the time we scored until about twenty odd minutes, it was all Man United, wasn't it? And did you were you worried like I was that this is all going to end up in tears? It's Arsenal. I'm always worried. No, it's never a chance. <laughs> Arsenal could be three 0 up in the 89th minute, and I'd still be worried. Like it makes no difference. Um, yeah, Aaron Ramsdale didn't have his best game today. He was a little bit shaky, and that. Um, chance came from he tried to pass it out I think it was to Odegaard and it went straight to Man United player and I think yeah. um, Fernandez just tried to chip him but I think it was uh, Gabriel who managed to get there and um, block yeah. it but yeah Aaron Ramsdale just for me today he I don't know if it's an overconfidence thing or the fact that he knows there is no threat of him losing the number one jersey because Leno is not going to get another game now unless Ramsdale is injured and I think Femi asked a question as well, saying that should we drop him for a game because maybe he's getting a, maybe a little bit too confident. And I said, I don't think we should drop him. No, I don't think um, at all. However, you know, the last couple of games, he hasn't been great. That is be very honest. He he started off very well, started off very high. And I don't know if that's to do with Tommy Asu not being there. Because ever since he came back from... I think his injury, he's kind of taken a little bit of a decline. For me, yeah, Ramsdale is still a quality keeper. And with your defence, if you know you've got a good goalkeeper behind you, you don't get nervous. And I think once Ramsdale made a few errors, I think our defence got shaky because they knew that Ramsdale was having a good game. So they have to overcompensate and do things that they wouldn't normally do or things that they would be assured of because they know they've got a good goalkeeper behind him. Um I'm sure something like that can easily be fixed. Aaron Ramsdale's a very young player. But today, you know, when Ramsdale's good, you give him all the credit in the world and you tell him that he's brilliant. But when he's Mm. not been good like today, you know, we're allowed to say, okay, you haven't been very good today, but we need to get, we need to get that out of him. And I just think genuinely it's because he has no competition whatsoever. He's assured and he knows that every game he is going to play. Maybe a little bit pressure from Leno, it may be different. What what does it say about where we've come from that when our when our best keeper has a a bad game, we're, we're still able to win by two goals? Oh, it's brilliant! It's absolutely brilliant right. because I mean, I mean, in the day, it would never. How happen. great was that save? Uh, you know, for the yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I, you know, he put he willed that onto the post, and I yeah. and I would like to credit him for that. I mean, you know, no, you guys are looking. Yeah, at you know what? It's um, you give credit where credit's due, like I said, and yeah, I instead of you like Aaron Murphy because of his celebrations, you know, the fact that when he when um, Fernandez missed the penalty. You saw the celebration and you think, yes, that's what we want. That's the sort of thing that we want. You know, cheer up the players, cheer up the crowd, yeah. because that's, you know, we want a goalkeeper to just be brilliant. Um, all goalkeepers are mad, aren't they? Like, they're all crazy. But for Ramsdale, I just think that certain times this season and towards like the back end of the season, he hasn't been his best. But like I said, he's a young goalkeeper and that easily can be played out of him easily. Yeah. Are, are we really focusing on Ramsdale's weaknesses <laughs> at this point? I mean, I mean, we've got to complain about something, Mike. Well, well that might be the thing I would complain about, but I'm not really willing to go there. I mean, really? I thought he was great tonight. Mm, I think he had some really. I think he had some really good moments. I mean, he had the the, the other touch to onto the bar, uh, which was another great save at the near post. That I think we've seen some of those go in in the past. I'm not pointing any fingers, Petrček, but um, I think the it was his distribution that created so many of our problems today. I think that's where Carl's points coming in at is it is his distribution was it wasn't the wasn't the Rolls Royce that we're used to it was much more of a Kia today okay um but but again when when we how many times have we said a keeper's played poorly especially in distribution and we've been able to to still only have you know what one goal allowed and of course Ronaldo was going to get his like fair play um but yeah, I think I think the fact that we're able to complain about that talks about where we're at at the moment as a club. The fact I'm that we can the fact I'm that we can do that and still sit here and celebrate hammered at 10 a.m. in the morning because we just beat United. Look, I'm all I'm all about complaining about shit when we win. <laughs> yeah, it, it is 10 a.m. for you and me, Shredder. And it is. And, uh, it is. And 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 no, I don't have lipstick on. I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of Gatorade and vodka at the moment. And um, look, <laughs> Arsenal. I mean, we're gonna win. We're gonna win everything. We're gonna win the treble and the quadruple next year. Is all is that's what I'm here to say. After oh. today's win, you know, I think we're gonna just win everything. <laughs> that's 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 lovely to hear. I, I, I thought you were on a diet now that you're back. What? I thought you meant to be on a diet now that you're back home. He is on a diet. That's why it's Gatorade and vodka. That's yeah. why. It's, pa- oh, it's, 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 <laughs> it's no calories, zero, zero carbs. Right. <laughs> Excellent, Carl. And, and, and I lost five pounds when I shaved all my head off last night. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Carl, with the um, with the Ramsdale, do you think he's carrying an injury? Because um, I think it was Avon put in the chat here. Yeah, there you go. Avon has put Ramsdale was still having trouble getting down on his right. I think he's still carrying his hip strain because those How hip does strains. Anyone know that? How does anyone like pay that? Avon is in the know. Avon knows stuff. I know he does, but like, like, like I, I don't know that. What do you think, Carl? Uh, he may well be, but. You know, I like to think that Arteta wouldn't play him if he wasn't 100% fit. 
Um, a goalkeeper, you think a goalkeeper spends half his time diving on the floor and impact injuries are, you know, quite common for a goalkeeper. So I'd like to think that that wouldn't affect him that much, at least not enough that he's, it would affect his game. And we're not saying that he's cost us goals. I don't think he's cost us any goals. It's just that we're used to, like Jason said, we're used to a Rolls-Royce performance. Mm. And we, you know, lately we're not getting that. But the fact that today he didn't play his best and we still managed to come away with three points, for me, that's credit to not just him, but the whole team, because it's absolutely brilliant. It is. It is indeed. Um, Jace, 22nd minute, Man United penalty shout, then one minute later, hit the crossbar and we're giving them far too many chances and Cedric is looking shaky. I mean, that was after 22 minutes he was looking shaky. I was so worried because uh, looking at the stats, I didn't realise we both had 14 shots. We had seven on target, they had five and they had two blocked and we had three blocked. Mm. So really even game and they were unlucky because Ronaldo was looking immense, wasn't he? Yeah, he did. And I think that's, we all, we look really shaky after we give up goals. We we really do. And I think the fact that we didn't, because um, when did they score? It was, it was later in the half, wasn't it? And um, their one was um, penalty goal. No, it's, uh, 33rd minute, yeah. Um, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there was that spell before we looked really rough um, and, and you know, it. it I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain too much because again, we're I'm, we're nitpicking over a three-one mm. win over United, and I don't want to be that guy. Uh, yeah. But the goal that we allowed was with Nuno and, and Gabriel, and you got to think that if Gabriel's got a player that he trusts better there, maybe he's in a better position. Um, I, I think he was trying to cover a little bit for Nuno, and then there was no communication. And when there's no communication like that, Ronaldo's going to take a, take advantage of it. But it, it yeah, I, th- I think there were spells where we looked absolutely great. I think right before that and after we scored there, we looked like we were trying to I, – I don't know what was what we were thinking, but we didn't, we didn't look sharp after the goal uh, for long periods. And that was, that was worrying. And, I, you know, the fact that – the good news is we got the, we got the right breaks in this game that we typically don't get. And I really enjoyed that um, with, with some of the VAR and some of the pushing on the crossbar, but man, it was, um, I I think we made a little bit of that luck for ourselves today as well, whenever we were playing well. I I agree with all that. We shouldn't be moaning. We've had a great win against one of our major rivals. We're not going to be nitpicking. We're going to be trying to celebrate this. We're going to try and celebrate the next goal with the help of Mike. I'm going to give you the really easy one because you're drunk. (laughs) You know how much I don't like drunk people, Michael. I know you're going to behave yourself. You've got your lipstick on. You're looking lovely. You've done your hair. Well done. <laughs> right, let's move on to the Eddie goal. 26th minute. I've put great work from down the right from Saka. Runs across the box and gives it to Odegaard, who quickly taps it through to Saka, who lays it off for Eddie. I mean, was it that hard for him to score? I mean, really? I mean, <laughs> do, do we need to credit Eddie for that? Okay. Well, no, because the goal doesn't didn't count. But that was... Does that show that Eddie might have a place in the first team, the fact that he can do that? And we'll, we'll, should the referee have just left it as a goal? Because we scored anyway, but Eddie, what should have been a penalty? Eddie has always been able to score from four feet. I mean, let, let's let's give him credit where credit is due. He can score when he's inside the goal. Um, I mean, look, in, 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 a, in the grand scheme of things. Better than some of our strikers in the past. Well, 
it was it was one of the weirdest things because like like okay, so it's not his goal, but then they give the the, the penalty. I was happy with how it went because I would much rather soccer score than than Eddie. Really? You don't think it would have been good for Eddie's um, Eddie's uh, future as as uh, staying there and and no, making Eddie him feel good as a human like being? Another, he would have probably gotten like another five hundred thousand pounds or something for that goal, and you know because Arsenal give away shit like that. So uh, yeah, no. Um, Should it have been a penalty? Mm, that's a different question altogether. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll go with yeah. It should have been a penalty. Yeah, and given that it was a penalty, this this situation with Saka taking two penalties in four days could not make me happier. I mean, dude. Yeah, Sai says Lockwood <laughs> would probably not have missed that. Pepe would probably not have missed that, but you know who didn't miss it? Who? Surprises. Saka. <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> it, it, did, it, did, it did take a while because I, for, I almost forgot yeah. who who you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> Saka. You're doing your you're doing your best Stevie Wonder impersonation. Yeah, your eyes are closed and you're going from side to side. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're at a keyboard anyway. Yeah. Um, Grant Wilburn wants to say, he says, life goal, um, get sourced with Mike at an Arsenal match. Uh, right, you can be quiet now, Mike. Don't need you. you know to be yeah. quiet. Shush. Um, Carl, was it the right decision with that penalty? Because it took 26th minute when Eddie scored, 30th minute when Saka put the penalty away. Just VAR been an absolute car crash as usual, wasn't it? I think they were looking at two things and that's the issue. Mm -hmm. They were looking at the offside first because Eddie was offside. I mean, it was flipping marginal. So they had to make sure that the offside was the correct decision. Okay, that was given. Fine, no worries. And then, obviously, we don't normally get decisions like this and I'm happy that VAR, whoever the VAR official was, thought, hold on, let me just have have a look at um, that challenge on Saka. And I think they had to make sure that the challenge on Saka was a penny. I'll be very honest, it was soft. Do I care? Not in the fucking slightest. But <laughs> it was very, very soft. Um, by pushing when when do we ever get that call, though? Like, never, never, ever. Like, 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 didn't you feel like once they called that for a penalty, it was like the exorcism of all of our, like... <laughs> the what? The, the exorcism. <laughs> all right, okay. But, but like... That was a stroke of good luck. Like, yes, we had scored and they called back the, the goal, but like when do we get that benefit we, of the doubt? We got we got breaks this game. We we, we did get right. breaks. Right. We did. We got 100%. breaks this game. We do. Um our Josh the Cedric Campbell was the same one. It, yeah. And and the Ronaldo when he that he was offside. But um our yeah. Josh Mike wants to know were you running VAR today? I don't even understand what VAR means at this point. I don't think, don't think anybody does. Um, Jace, you just talked saying there about some of the other marginal calls. Uh, Ronaldo was a Nat's testicle away right. from scoring a goal. He was. He looked. That bloke is what? He's a monster. He's a, he's not even human. At thirty-seven years old, to probably be the most deadly player on the pitch, just absolutely stunning. But Craig Pawson, congratulations to him. I mean, apart from booking Xhaka in the second half and kicking the ball away. I think that he had a really good game as referee, didn't he? 
I, I actually w- was thinking, I was like, if there's one referee that I don't cringe at every time I see the name, it, it is Craig Boston. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's, I think he's had some really poor calls against us in the past, but I don't, it's not like a Martin Atkinson or Mike Dean esque um, <laughs> type of, type of dread with him. Uh, but yeah, we, we had little calls that way. And I actually think it was a penalty. I think if you look at the feet, um, if whoever was, I think I forgot exactly who it was on Saka, they actually kicked through the back of Saka as the push. And I think it was the kick that I saw that, that for me, it was a, a spot on pin, but to, um, yeah, to, to get some of those breaks that we had, I, I think some of the offside decisions, I think we actually had some, I think we were a bit protected today from Craig Pawson. I think that was, that was nice to see. Uh, I don't think they, he allowed, and I don't think even United tried the rotational fouling that we've seen from a lot of the lower clubs. Um, this like the Burnley this, this, this is earth shattering because it is. The, the team that gets the protected status is United. And yes. Spurs, and not us. Yes. And it was flipped today. And it was completely flipped. I mean, I mean, I thought we got fair calls today, which to me yeah. is to me is the version of we got like the <laughs> right, right. I mean, fair calls is all I could ask for. Like, like, like I would be just loving if we could just get fair calls all the time. Right. It's we're used to just getting shit. So, like, is this the beginning of something, or was this just like a rant? I mean. It, I think Manchester United is just so shit. Don't give me that hope. Don't give me that hope, Mike. Well, <laughs> don't give me that hope. Um, but you know, we've had a yeah. uh, Crimson Pirate in our in our Twitch has gifted a sub to um, Mr. Boblex, the very Mr. Boblex there Ooh. that we know from Twitter. That's right. You're actually using real cash. You shouldn't be doing real cash. You've got Amazon Prime, of Amazon Prime, and then uh, and it doesn't cost anybody anything, but it just stops that Jeff Bezos sticking more shit in the sky that doesn't need to be there. Carl, any wise words before I move on to the next part? I was just going to say, though we praise the referee, we say we've got fair calls, people need to see that Fernandez tackle on yes. Tavares with the stunts yeah. up, because that is a red card, red card if ever I've seen one. And how VAR look at that and say that's an okay challenge absolutely disgraceful I, I, and I don't understand how they can look at that and say that's not a red card studs up yep. late he was literally about two seconds late yeah and still stayed on the pitch I don't get that one and like Mike said we don't want you know special calls we just want fair calls we just want yeah, yeah. the game to be called fairly and that was definitely not fair what's the whole point of VAR I wasn't looking I was just checking the scores uh Yes, someone just spoke then. I wasn't looking. Who was it? Mike. Oh, go on, Mike. Have we talked about Granite and Xhaka yet? Yes, we covered it. And you said you you, you did a, a wonderful soliloquy on um, every aspect of the game today from him. Oh. All right. Well, then I already forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jace, what is the point in VAR if it's meant to go and if it can take four minutes to go and check <laughs> – that a goal wasn't a goal and it was a penalty, but then they don't look at something like like um, like Carl was just saying. How can they justify? It's not fit for purpose, is it? Um, well, I've I've stated this for a long time. Is the way that specifically the FA and the PGMOL do VAR 
um, is different than every other league. It's completely different in Bundesliga. It's completely different in MLS. It's completely different in Spain. Um, we all were like, you have to get it right. And now they're like, oh, we're going to get it right, but it's going to be at the detriment of every piece of rhythm of of this that this match is going to have. Um, but it's it, it's a it is a problem that is ju- seems to me just with English football and VAR is it hasn't taken the doubt out, which I think is extremely odd because in no other league and no other replay system can you, do they leave you with as much doubt as they do in the, in the, in the premier league? Um, and so, yeah, VAR is a farce in the premier league and, and they got to get some, you guys got to pay some money and be like Arsenal, get some consultants in for the PGMOL because it's, it's atrocious. It's, it's highly annoying. Luckily, it didn't ruin the game because it, it could have ruined the game. Um, what other points? Well, when you get a goal that? off of the VAR, it, it, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic goal, though, wasn't it, from, from Saka? Uh, as an American, you do, do you have the same pride in him as we do, me and Carl do, for being English and going, we've got boys back in the England side doing shit like that. It's just magnificent, isn't it? Well, it's it's not just the the England side, it's the hail end boys that are yes. starting to really lead us. Um, and, and that's Arsenal as a club historically have been the most successful when we've had, you know, our own youth Academy players coming through and, and developing and performing at high levels. And so that's what we've got to, we've got to continue to lean on them. And, uh, you know, I think we've got to give a, a big shout out to Freddie Lumberg when he was there, when he managed, a, you know, a bunch of these players. Um, and and continue to to support Per Murdersecker and what he's doing because I think you know the while we haven't always had the results I think our the de- the development of individual players right now is probably uh, the best that it's been in twenty twenty five years. S- certainly is, Carl. You remember the old days? Do, do you remember the George Graham days, Carl? I think you might have been a little bit too young for that, but there's so many similarities, isn't there? Mike I mean, does just coming out of um, nappies during George Graham days. <laughs> it's very early. But um, <laughs> do, you know, do, do you know what it is? Um, this you have a love hate relationship with Arsenal. I mean, you'd always love them. The three previous games to the Chelsea one, you hate them, didn't you? Because you looked at that and you thought three games that we really should win and we didn't, and you just throw your arms up in the air and you think, "I hate this team." And then you go away to Chelsea and then we win, and you think, "Oh my god, I love this team." And then you go and beat, yeah, uh, arguably our second biggest rivals, <laughs> and you think, "Oh my god, I'm in love with this team again." Um, and this is what they do to you. And, uh, yeah. you know, the, everyone in the club just does this to you. And you, and you love it. It's a love-hate relationship. But today, we love them because we beat Man United. And, you know, just those words come out of my mouth just makes me <laughs> smile. You know, the fact that Man United lost, they're going to travel. Well, the team's going to travel up to Manchester. The, the supporters, they all live in London, don't they? So they just jump on the tube and go home. If only it was working today, I would delay every single one of them going home. Carl, Carl. <laughs> Our entire thing is that we beat the teams that we're not supposed to beat and we don't beat the teams that we are supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- this was so inevitable. This week, if you could have predicted after our three losses what was going to happen, you would have <laughs> known that we were going to beat Chelsea and that we were going to beat Manchester United. The second we lost to Palace, I was like, I know how this is going to turn out. Yeah. I mean, I was, at, I, was, I was I was at that game and, and and I was annoyed, and then I was at the Brighton game and I was annoyed, and I'm like, you know what? I am sacrificing myself 
so that when I get home, we will beat Chelsea and Manchester United. And 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 you're welcome. <laughs> it's good, good to know that we can credit you for that, Mike. You alone. Well, you know, because I'm always looking to get credit. <laughs> right. So, so right. Yeah. So 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 <laughs> you know. I think we're going to finish top four, but but the reason that we're going to finish top four is because me. Give <laughs> Mark the credit waste streak. Well, you know, I mean, come on. No, uh, honestly, this team. If anyone wants to talk about this team, like like not having enough, like stomach or 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 the the or, or Arteta. I mean, I, I hate to make it about Arteta because I, I support him in as much as he is the person who's in charge of the team right now. This team gets it. And I have had, I'm never quite sure when you're finishing the sentence or when you're I, taking I, a I, breath I for another way, go. I've had way too much to drink. <laughs> I would just like to say that 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 I support this team. I think we can still finish top four, and I think that 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 Danny has made a major mistake in inviting me onto this podcast. Well, I should have asked you if you were drunk, but who in their right mind would ask an American if they were drunk at nine a.m. ish? It's not something you ask, is it? I mean, we're friends, and I and I wanted to see, I wanted to see Carl, and I wanted to see you know. So hey, do you know what it is yeah. with this team when it works? It works. Yeah, oh, yes. and the fact that we had two of our arguably you know, most important players out the squad to be, you know, yep. Tierney got injured and then Partey got injured and then it collapsed. It really did because we didn't know how to play without those two. And obviously now he's found a new formula that works. El Nene and Xhaka yeah. in midfield. Who would have thought, you know, two centre midfielders <laughs> in midfield would work? Um, and That's exactly what I meant to say. And a striker that can actually run. Who would have thought that, you know, playing a striker that can actually run with the ball works? And, you know, Eddie's, you know, taking his chance and he's working at the moment. Will Eddie mm-hmm. stay at the club? I very much doubt it. Eddie has definitely gone right. his left. But, you know, for whatever, like I said, brought to the team, it didn't work. It wasn't working. And, you know, Arteta, give him, give him credit where it's due. He has now seen that it didn't work. So he starts to play Eddie. Eddie now should play for the rest of the season if he's not injured. Um, so... You know, sometimes you, like Mike said, you have to give the manager credit. You have to say, yeah, he's found a formula. It's now working, and for the rest of the season, what is it like? Uh, five games left, I think it is. Yep. Um, hopefully, now we will use that formula that we found and go on and play because teams found it's very easy to play against Arsenal. If you manage to isolate, um, like I said, that was it. That was Arsenal's game, absolutely finished. And that's what they're doing. They were putting a player, because Palace first did it. They were the first thing to do it. They put a player on Lacazette, they isolated him, and then that was it. There was nothing else we could do. Shredder, would you would you play Niketia over Lacazette for the rest of the season? And if so, would you have ever pictured yourself saying that? Uh, yes to the first question, no to the second question. Right, exactly. Um, but I think Great. that's... I mean, I think that's where we are. And I think um, what Eddie does bring us with this, like like Carl said, with this setup is what we need right now. Um, you know, I think I think Enkedia is a, a, a true fox in the box, though. I think that's where he wants to play. But, yeah, he, like Carl said, he can run with the ball. That's something that, that Lacazette can't do. 
Um, and so it's, it's good to have that option that we can change it up. It took us a little, little while to figure it out um, for our tenant to figure it out, but he, he finally got there. And I think it's starting to work. Um, the, and the other piece of this, and I've got to eat some crow is I was all like there. I don't think we'll ever beat a team like United or Chelsea with a player like Muhammad El Nimi in midfield. Um, and he's done nothing but have two consistent, solid games. He's not been spectacular, um, but he's done what he's needed to do, and he's done the job. And and I think um, for somebody who's honestly not been his biggest fan for the longest time, uh, I've got to give him credit for that because I think he's been uh, he's been he's been what we've needed in these two games, um, if, if, if nothing else. Muhammad El Nani is not going to win you games, but he's not going to lose you games. And, I, and- I, I think I could argue that he could in a, in a couple of instances, but I think the system right now that we're playing suits his skill level and his um, and how risk averse he is as a player. I'll go with so that. Kindly. Yeah. Kindly. No. Well, because Kyle, I like you, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> Kyle, let's move this on a little bit because um, we're up to the 33rd minute Ronaldo goal. This reminded me a little bit of the um, the Azpicolasueta goal for Chelsea um, when it was just him and Tavares in the middle of the box. But um, goal Ronaldo, Sancho turns Cedric and Saka inside out, gets it to Fernandes, who crosses it to the far post for Ronaldo to get between Tavares and Gabriel. Terrible marking yet again, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, um, I know Mike's probably going to bite my head off for this, but I definitely blame Ramsdale for this. Ramsdale stuttered. He came, he went yes. comfortable and he then he stopped and then yeah. he came again. Like he, had yeah. he had carried on coming, he yeah. would have definitely got that goal. So for me, that was a, this yeah. is what I'm talking about, him being nervous. And I think yeah. that, you know, if he just he just committed and came for the ball, he's, he's getting that ball 100%. Um, and that's the first yeah. time you've seen him stutter like that. I don't, I don't recall any other time that he's, he's done that. Continue, sorry. No, no, hundred percent, and I agree with you. And I think I'm not sure what it was today. I'm not sure if there was a nervousness, or maybe because it was Ronaldo. You know, players do get. I'm not saying he's in awe, but maybe he was worried about Ronaldo carrying on running and then him giving away a penalty. It could have been that. Could have been in his mind as well. But for me, had you come, he would have definitely um, taken the ball. I don't know why he stuttered. No idea why he stuttered at all. But you know, Ronaldo. As much as he is, what is he, 38 years old? He's he's a very good player. Do you know what I mean? He's, <laughs> yeah. He still is a good player. And, you know, better marking, um, better positioning. He doesn't score that goal. But sadly, you, you, you have to assume that you're going to give the goal up to Ronaldo. You just have to outscore Ronaldo. And we did. We certainly did. Jace, um, I was I was real worried that it was going to become another Ronaldo hat trick, and I was like, not, not today. Please, yeah, not today. Yeah, okay. That's all he needs, though. He just needs a couple of chances, and then it's all over. Yeah. Uh, Jace, talk to us about the, the Tavares handball. Well, I put here, 54th minute, Tavares handball, fucking moron. What What's he doing? <laughs> um, it's definitely not a natural <laughs> position. That was, a, um, that was some deep thinking you were doing there. I know. <laughs> well, I was, I, I mean, I'm, it just, uh, it was a silly mistake. Um, it's a naive mistake. It's a silly mistake. Um, and luckily, it's a mistake that ended up not costing us the match, which is which is really good. But man, it just, yeah, that not a. Um, I thought he he was like, I'll get away with that because it bounced off some heads. Nah, bro, 
You, you, we got that on VAR. Um, so. Is that a basketball move when you do that? When someone's about to throw, you jump up and put your arm out in front of them. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I would call it a, a shot instead of a throw. You don't throw the ball to the to the goal in basketball. You shoot it. Um, but yes, you, Thank you would basically do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, silly, naive mistake from a a, a, a naive young player. Mm. Mike, do you remember? Do you have any flashbacks of the? Uh, you got people at your house, Mike. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, you know, I got you know, we got Gooners. They they come in, they come out. You know, I, I you know, it's it's a thing. It's a thing over here. Don't, who is introduce the young the young fellow? It looks like our it looks like our missing triplet. <laughs> he's he's a bald guy with a beard. So you know, I didn't want to like complicate the situation. But yeah, I Alan, can't. Which one are you, Mike? I can't tell. <laughs> I'm the one without the glasses. Say hello, hello, hello everybody. Three Americans on one show, bloody yeah. hell. We we you know we we're gonna do it. We're 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 taking over the arsenal. Sorry, Carl. Has he <laughs> got a sick bucket good. ready for when when all this Gatorade comes back up? <laughs> He's leaving because he couldn't stand you know all of the actual arsenal stuff. No, that's, that's understandable. Carl, um, where were we up to now? Uh, you talk us through the, when you thought that Panandas of that penalty. It's the you know what? It's hilarious. I don't, understand, I don't understand, and I'm going to be honest with you, how Ronaldo's on the pitch and he lets somebody take a penalty over it wasn't him. Wasn't Ronaldo moaning about it. it earlier it, in the season? Was he was moaning that he doesn't get to take him anymore. I've been. Did not work that out. How did they not work that out? That is stupid. There is no one who should be taking the penalty over Ronaldo if they're on the pitch. No one, and that is absolutely ridiculous. And. I'll be honest with you, I saw it and I thought, flip, 2-2-2, two, two, two. <laughs> this is going to be the Arsenal collapse. And when I see it hit the post and then go wide, <laughs> I celebrated like, I think Aaron Ramsdale, because I yeah. jumped up, I was like, yes, that could not believe it. Like, absolutely. Two how, much of a let off, how much of a let-off was that? Oh, the ultimate let-off. In, the in, absolute in, ultimate let-off. In, in the scheme of let-offs of, of our life, like, like, like I have been let off on a couple of things that was my that might have been the biggest let off of my career <laughs> it was because I, with momentum if how does how does Manchester two, United not score a penalty against crazy. Like, all they, they do is score penalties they're winning that game they are, they're going to win that game if they get us 2-2 because momentum will take them like forward be really serious and I'm, I'm just like I know but, I, lo- I love you, Carl. I love you, Carl. How did, they, me, how did, they miss, how did he miss that? He does he's a knob. That's how he missed it. Jorginho, he's an absolute dickhead. Jor- Jorginho and and uh, and and the the fucking uh, Portuguese dude. They don't miss penalties, but they did today. They did. Um, uh, Jace, I've got here. <laughs> yeah. So, fifty-six minute. Man United, Penandes misses the penalty after doing the Aldridge shuffle. That's something for the dads out there, the older people, the grandparents. And a 59th minute, three minutes later, Ronaldo scores offside. Now, straight away, did were you like me and thought, that's miles offside? And when they examined it, I went, oh, this could be allowed. And then, like Carl was saying, it could, it could have been all over, couldn't it? The collapse that we're used to was, was, was had started. I will say, I, I thought it was offside from the start. 
Um, I, I didn't have that, my little money. Yeah, so I was like, Oh, that I was like, there's no, there's absolutely no way. Um, so I was, uh, that was a more comfortable moment for me, evidently than it was for you who was thinking it could have been. Um, but yeah, again, another, another break and another time when, um, you know, I think, I think one of the things that has been more difficult with the, the shuffle in the back four is we, we have had less offsides called, we have, we have been playing more people onside and luckily we've been, haven't been as penalized for it lately, but um, yeah, again, just another, another time we got a break. And I, that's when I was like, ah, maybe today's our day. And, and that's, that's when I started to feel an, an ounce more comfortable. Getting a break against Manchester United. Who? Those words don't go together, do they? Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some quotes. Rudy's put a quote. Rudy, this first quote you've put, um, they are going to make mistakes, but they are on the pitch. Let's give them the support they need because they needed it. I think that's Arteta just on the boys in general. Yeah. Another quote here from Rudy. Yeah. Arteta on Saka. Bakaya was struggling to even start the match, but he wanted to start. He had a big knock the other night. Let's see how he is. That's because the referees give him no protection. Uh, another quote from Rudy. Arteta on praise for Xhaka. He deserves it. If any fan would spend two minutes with Granite, they would understand the person that he is and how much he loves the club which is why he's still one of my favourite players. And finally, uh, Rudy says, he opened up because he feels the environment is there to protect him. The Because he feels the environment is there to protect him. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the mm-hmm. fans for that. Yes, so that's, um, Mike, that's really important, isn't it? Because you saw the way that Xhaka celebrated after he scored that goal the way he ran up to the he didn't take his shirt off he didn't tell any fans to fuck off he gave the fans what they wanted with the knee slide and the goal and the and the celebration after that's the perfect package can, wasn't it can, can we i also taken my shirt off and I, and I think he's deplorable for not taking his shirt off no I, I can we get somebody to train our players in knee slides because he was the only yeah. one who's done a successful one in the last <laughs> eight matches. Stop, like stop, we gotta have a training stop, session on that. Stop is not good at knee slides. I mean, look, look let's just let's all get well, and Nuno back. Nuno jacked it up today. ESR jacked it up on on Wednesday. Um, do we yeah, want knee, do we want knee sliders or do we want goal scorers? I mean, like like if we can't if we have to choose between one or the other. I'd rather have goal scorers who one can't happen without the other. One can't happen without the other. There should never be an east slide without a goal. Well, yes, but okay. Um, (laughs) Granite Xhaka, I don't like him, but I love him. I don't, like, I don't like the My mom told me one time when I was being an absolute douchebag as a kid, you know, which might be, you know, you, you could explore that from a psychological standpoint. Um, she's like, I don't, I don't like you, but I love you. And I'm like, I will always love Granit Xhaka. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like the guy. But you know what? He does have the team. In his heart. <laughs> Mike, are you aware that you set a a, a YouTube video for, for uh, 250 for your post-game show? How's that going? I, 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 I don't. I, what? 
You've got <laughs> on your YouTube channel. You've got it up on YouTube. Someone has said in the chat, your Arsenal are united. Post game open mic chat starts at two fifty p.m. today. Yeah, and then, and, and then and then no one joined on that, and I was just I decided I would rather <laughs> be with you guys. Oh, oh, bless your socks. Very kind of you. You go back to sleep. I'm going to talk to Carl. Because I saw Shredder and and Carl, and I'm like, you know what? These are my my mates. Your buds. Yeah, these are my buds. You know, Shredder and I, you know, it's been a couple years since we hung out together. Yeah, it has been. It has been. Hmm. Yeah. Carl, 62nd minute. Um, United hit the post. They almost scored again because of Tavares' shit defending. It almost, how they did they they've got to feel unlucky, haven't they? That they didn't get a draw out of this. I don't give a fuck what they feel to be honest. Like, <laughs> Amen. Um, <laughs> no you. Yes, I think it was. I said we was in the group, and I, me and Femi were saying he's got to come off. Tavares has got to come off because that was the time he just he just lost it. He had a brain fart moment, and he absolutely yeah. just couldn't do anything. So, um, for me. Yeah, he just didn't play well. And, but Man United, I couldn't care less if they feel, you know, undeserved, if they feel unlucky, if they... I, I genuinely do not care. For me, um, it was all about Arsenal today. And I think Arteta, keeping him on the pitch, probably will do his confidence a massive boosting because that will... For me, Arteta should go to him and say... You had a real stinker for about 15 minutes and I kept you on because I have faith in you. And if that doesn't show faith in him, nothing will. So for me, you know, Tavares has got to be thinking now, fuck, yes, he, he believes in me. I've just got to play better. And I have, say I, he's young. I've, I've seen people recently that, that were talking about... Sorry, sorry, Danny. How, now you're the only one talking. Oh, go on, carry on. Well, I just I, I've seen the narrative that that Arteta has destroyed Nuno Tavares. He's destroyed him. Okay, yes, he took him out in the first half. Yes, he took him out at the half. Like, like it's it's happened a couple times. But what do you know about what's happening behind the scenes, Arsenal fan? What do you know about the 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 the, the words he's whispering into his ears in the sexy, you know, moments that they share together. <laughs> what, what do you like, like? Like, we're just assuming that the only interaction between Mikel Arteta and Nuno Tavares is the substitutions that he pulls him out of the game in and that he's mismanaged and absolutely just murdered this guy. Did, if you ask Nuno Tavares who he wants to be his manager, who he wants to be his coach, and what he wants to be, I would bet he would say, I want to play for the Arsenal, and I want to play for Mikel Arteta. And, 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 and it's just so lazy for people to just, like, assume that just because he's been pulled from the from – the, I mean, he, he's been pulled out of situations that he did not deserve to be in. Is he not a better player now? It, it, I mean, not just because he scored today, but like I was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't. Was he a better <laughs> player? 
you know, he had a period when Kieran Tierney was out where he yeah. did play very, very well. Yes, and he kept Kieran, he kept Tierney out of the out of the squad for a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at, I was at the the uh, the Watford game in November when Tierney was just warming up on the sideline and 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 Nuno was there. My point is that like people want to say that that Nuno has been like shoved off by Arteta. I would like to 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 pose a different situation and say that you know what? He's a guy that 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 has gone above his station and because he's been taken out of games early, you haven't ruined the player. You've just gotten him in a situation where he understands his place. And and you know what? He's going to come in and have good games. I, I I'm not pro Arteta, but 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 this this narrative about how he falls out with players just because he takes them out of games, it's got to stop. It's got to stop, and it's going to stop right now. What he's doing is doing what's best for the team. Now, mm-hmm. when he got taken off against Nottingham Forest in what the thirty odd whatever it was minute, he saw something that he didn't like. It, it doesn't matter and, what it was. And, and he saw and something. People were like, "You ruined his career," and I'm like, "No, that doesn't ruin his career if he handles it off the pitch the right way. If you just mm-hmm. if you take the guy off and it, and 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 you ignore him for the rest of your life, then then maybe you're ruining him. But like, that's not happening." No, it's like you're forgetting that football is a job. If you go to work and your manager says, I want you to do this, and you don't do it, and then he says to you again, I want you to do this, and then you don't do it, you're going to get wherever the discipline or moved. It's what happens in a workplace. Now, he's not totally throwing him in the bin. He's not making him play in the under-23s or anything like that. But all it is right now is... He's trying to improve him. I, I believe that there is a player there. Whether his position is left back, I'm not too sure because his defending is, you know, a little bit suspect. But there is a player in Nunu Tavares. Whether he needs a loan next season, and time will tell whether they say, okay, do you know what? You need a solid year of football. So we're going to ship you out somewhere on loan where you are going to learn to play left back and, you know, we're going to try and get the best out of you. That just because someone goes unknown doesn't mean they're um, ruined at the club. Look at Emil right. Smith Rowe. He went out alone twice, I believe, and he's come back and he's now in the Arsenal first team. So just because someone goes unknown doesn't mean we've forgotten about them. But at the moment, is Tavares good enough to be the starting left back for Arsenal? No, let's be very honest. He is not. However, he's a stopgap till the rest of the season, to the end of the season, till Tierney comes back. And then we see what happens next season. Right. And he's not, and he's not meant to be our starting left back. He's clearly meant to be our second choice left back. And 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 yeah, I mean you 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 don't you don't destroy him. I mean he by taking my my issue is not that he shouldn't be playing left back. He should be playing left back as long as Tierney is injured. Much better than Jaka playing left back. Much better. Than, I mean, we could play a three at the back, but that's a different story. He has done enough to deserve to be the 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 deputy for Kieran Tierney. Well, it's because there are no other players who can play there apart from Jaka, and well, so well, so well, play well, no one. Saka's played there before, but we don't want to. We've done that. And I think we've yeah. suffered for that. 
Yeah. I think he's I think he's better as a left back in the back four than it is having I mean what we did against what was the team that we had Jock on the left? I mean Southampton? Yeah. That was that was that was bullshit. We yeah. that was that was a tactical nightmare from, from Mikel Arteta. And that should not have happened. And I hope that he's learned from that. I think he definitely has. Yeah. Oh Jace, um mm-hmm. uh, I've put the uh 66th minute, Xhaka book for being a moron. 67th minute, Tavares book for being a moron. 69th minute, goal, Xhaka. Spanked it from officially <laughs> one mile out. What did you do? <laughs> did, you, did your cats run for cover when, when he scored that? They actually, I did because I, I clapped a whole lot and they, were, they did not like that. Um, <laughs> uh, it, was, yeah, it was a great strike. Um, we all know that Xhaka's got that, that great left foot. Um, you know, talk about a player who... We all, you know, at one point for – I'm not even going to talk about what happened at the Palace match a few years ago, but with Shaka, the the ins and outs, uh, you know, what we're seeing right now with him is the fact that you can't just judge a, a single player off one season, two seasons. Um, you know, I, I think the system right now, I think we're playing to his strengths better. I think Arteta – knows how to do that, has found out how to do that, and, and, and we're, we're allowing that, um, which is really good to see. I think he's always going to be better for, um, you know, for the Swiss national team than he probably will be for us, uh, just because our, our full system isn't built around him, but Arteta's our, our tweaked it enough uh, where we can play to his strengths, and we're seeing how well he's done, and I, I think, um, you know, regardless of what happened at, at Crystal Palace, nobody deserves to have the threats that he had on – his life on his family's life. Um, you know, it's, it's just a game at the end. And I'm, I'm really glad though, that he's been able to, to come through that and, and have the performances. And in, in I, somebody said it earlier in the chat um, that, you know, he's our captain, whether he has the armband or not, because he, he is that the manager on the field right now for us. He's the one who's telling people when to press he's, he's helping that out a lot. He's, he's that, being that connective fiber uh, with Partey out between the the defense and, and the attack. And um, I'm really happy for the the form that he's in. I think he's a player that uh, deserves he, – he's put the work in and the effort to have this sort of form. And so for him to get that goal that, that, that sealed it today was, uh, was, was, was great to see. Carl, if you keep an eye on the, um, the scores today, uh, Gabriel Jesus has scored two and got one assist. After getting three all season in the league, it's uh, it's almost like he knows that I said in our WhatsApp group that he's shit and I don't want him. He's like trying to move a point, isn't he? <laughs> you know what? Um, we could do a lot worse than having Gabriel Jesus in this um, in the team that we've got. I mean, summer will summer will come and go, and whoever we get, we get, and hopefully we do get our quality strikers and quality players that we need. Because I just feel that this team is very good. I'm just missing to certain key components. We're missing a player who can put the ball in the back of the net. We have players, you know, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, who create chances for you. And we just need a striker who can put the ball in the back of the net. If we have that, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to go out there and challenge for the league title, but, you know, we won't be going out into the third round of the FA Cup. You know, we we will be in Europe this season, next season whether it be Champions League or Europa League. And we're going to need a squad because there's no way we can use right. the same old players week in, week out. We're going to need a much bigger squad. So 
for me, even like El Nene, El Nene is his last season, isn't it? We haven't, to, at the moment, we haven't offered him a new contract. Is it worth offering him a new contract now and saying, look, you're going to be a squad player, you're going to be with us and you are going to get games next season because there are more games to play next season. It's the reason why, although you're talking about Tavares maybe going out alone, yeah. we're going to be needing him because Kieran Tierney is going to miss games. It's this Kieran Tierney. There is no yeah. doubt that Kieran Tierney will not miss at least two months of football within the season. It just doesn't happen. So for me... You know, if you're coming in as a replacement left back for Kieran Tierney, the manager should be saying to you, look at his injury record. It's not brilliant. So you are going to get games 100%. You can't play yeah. Granite Xhaka and Thomas Partey every single game next season. There needs to be, you know, a little bit of a mixture when you're going away in Europe, wherever it be, a Thursday night, and then you're playing again Saturday or Sunday, or whether you're going playing Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, I hope it is yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, but for me, we need players and Danny Gabriel Jesus is a player that can definitely come into our squad and will definitely get goals. That's very true. And uh, But I think part of the problem is that Tavares and uh, Tierney, they don't play the same type of football. They don't play. You can't, not like with centre-backs where you can swap one over the other and they're going to do the same game. I think Tavares thinks he's more of a wing-back than a, uh, than a defender. But he's going to get better at it. A defender is something you grow into. It's not like you can come in at 17 and create assists and get goals like you do as a, a forward or a midfielder. But a defender, and like a goalkeeper, the older you are, the better you get to a certain point. Why are Arsenal fans against Gabriel Jesus? I mean, I, I, I'm a Jew, and I, and I want Jesus. What, why, why are we against that? I don't think we're against it. I just think that if there's any good man, City wouldn't get rid of him, would they? And I didn't know oh, you were Jewish. Thanks oh, for pointing that out again. Oh, yeah, yeah, you didn't know I was Jewish. <laughs> a lot of people are against Gabriel Jesus or Jesus or Jesus or, you know, Jesus Cristo, whatever you want to say. Like, I don't understand why the Arsenal fan base is against that. Like, like the same people that were against Tammy Abraham are against Gabriel Jesus. No one's against Tammy Abraham. Everybody's for Tammy Abraham. That's well, I why. Was for, I was for Tammy Abraham, you know, three years ago. All right, Carpenter. Can I put my two cents in on, on, on why I would prefer another striker over Jesus is because Gabriel Jesus is a smaller striker and we always have a hard time with a small striker against big, bigger physical teams that we're going to play more of in this league. It, and Gabriel Jesus is a really good player. So I don't think I don't think in our the way we would play him in an hour system, I don't think he's who we need up front physicality wise. We need somebody who can be physical. I think even over Laka, Eddie provides that for us. Not saying that I want Eddie to be our permanent striker going forward. We shouldn't sign somebody. Um, but I, I would prefer a player of a of a stockier build. Um, I'd prefer and I, that. And I think we could I'd probably that we get Giroud back. And 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 I mean, yeah. I'm not going to hate on that uh, because I'm a huge Giroud fan. But at the same time, it's why I'm hesitant on Victor Osman. I love Victor Osman. I think he's a, an extremely brilliant player. But I don't know how he fits how we want to play that way. We we are not great at getting the ball over the top of the middle. 
And why would we, why would we get the player? Right. Why would we get the player who that, who that's what they're suited for? If we're not going to play that way, I'd much rather see us go for like a Jonathan David, uh, North American shout out um, because he's a little bit taller, a little bit bigger and can be physical in the box with the defenders he's going to face. Yeah. I'm going with that. Now right. off my soapbox, off my soapbox. Oh, and, 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 if, and if we get Jesus, I hope he proves me wrong, and I hope he scores all the goals, and I will just, certainly support him. And the only reason I brought Tammy Abraham into the conversation was these people saying, like, no. <laughs> like, 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 Gabriel Jesus, no. Why not? I mean, my, because, my because those are the same fans who were who were retweeting that we had already signed Holland and that Odegaard and Holland were going to be, you know. All right. Oh well, if that happens, then 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 I'm all for not. <laughs> I think we need to remember we are. Although Mbappe is like eight times the player that Holland is after after watching them play in person, you know, recently night after. I think. Night. Do you know what it is? I think we need to remember that Arsenal. I'm not guaranteed Champions League football. So people saying, oh, I don't want this player, I want this player, this player. These players want to play at the highest level. They want to play in Champions League. So even if Arsenal do get to Champions League, these players want to win the Champions League. How far away is Arsenal winning the Champions League? As far away as humanly possible. So yeah, people, that, that, we that, can't that, be fussy. Like, 90% of the teams in the Champions League, though. I mean, who who really has a chance to win the Champions League? Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, not even Barcelona anymore. I mean, you just got to be in the competition at this point. But you want to have a little bit of faith. And I think, you know, when right. people say, oh, I don't want this player, I don't want this player. At the moment, right now, any of the players that we've listed is better than Lacazette. Every single one of them. Well, so- 100%, 100%. Beggars can't, not saying the beggars can't be choosers, but I think Gabriel Jesus will get us goals. I mean, there's people talking about us getting, um, oh God, the Everton forwards. Would you rather have Gabriel Jesus or um, who's the guy for Villa? Watkins. Watkins. Ollie Watkins, yeah. I mean, like, 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 who would you rather have for the next five years? I'd rather have Gabriel Jesus. Same. Well, at least he's done it at the top level. It might just be a decision between those two. I mean, like, who knows? But, like... But we need two. So, if we get um, Gabriel and and we get and Tammy Abraham, I'll be very happy. But Tammy Abraham is too expensive at this point. We we, we missed our opportunity last summer. Carl, did you say that you wanted Calvert-Lewin? No, I didn't say I wanted him. I don't want him. Uh, in the <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> the, only, the only reason currently we never come to score is when Tierney is crossing like 50,000 crosses and also right. Cedric. But he's not, no, he's not. That ship has sailed. That all. ship has sailed. I hope. There are better players. When they get relegated, then maybe we can get them for like 15 million. But like, yeah. Look at this wonderful picture. Our mate Sophie is opening oh, her. I love her. <laughs> Look oh. at that. I've been talking to her since I I I was talking to her from eight AM this morning. She oh, was bloody hell, poor woman. She was <laughs> at Alcedo, which is which is a very special pub slash 
Italian place where where Jack Jack Stevenson deserves some credit for uh, for for loving Arsenal fans. He's donated to Gooners versus Cancer, and and he gave her he gave his seats to to Soph, and she was there at eight a.m. this morning having full English. And uh, and she was at the game today, and I haven't talked to her after the game, but I would imagine she's pretty happy. Good. Right, Did she open her eyes more than you right now, Mike? What? Did she open her eyes more than you right now? Uh, she's probably more capable <laughs> of that. Um, I love how Danny's managing me right now. <laughs> He's great. Shut up. Uh, Carl, the last um, the last dribblings of the game. We bring seventy uh, second minute. We bring Big Bob on for a back five, and then seventy fifth minute, Fernandez booked for attempted murder of Tavares. Mm-hmm. I'd have got him a present as well as a card because uh, Tavares needed a kick in the arse. So, uh, and then I was counting. I spent most of the last 10, 15 minutes counting how long um, Ramsdale would hold onto the ball for, and I think at one point he stopped play for about eighteen seconds. He's so good Love at doing it. that, isn't he? Love it. Every other team does it against us, like all the time. Southampton, Fraser Foster was doing that ridiculously from like the 46 minute, I think, in the second half. So every other team does it. So why not? If you can't beat them, flip and join them. Um, yeah. yeah. And it was great to see one thing you didn't mention, Danny, is Tomiyasu getting on the pitch because for me, yeah. uh, he, we need him back. Um, whether he could have come on a bit earlier, I don't know. But do you know what? I'd rather them manage him correctly. But Man United were trying to kick the shit out of us. So I wouldn't want to bring him on in that scenario. But for me, um, the game kind of petered down. At one point, I would love to know the stat passes because we held on to the ball and we had so many passes. You know, when the team start doing Olays, you got to love it. That mm. You really do have to love that. But, you know, once we scored the third goal, you can tell Man United knew they lost the game and they weren't interested. The only thing they were trying to interested in was trying to injure our players. Yeah. I, 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 do you know what? This game, for me, is a brilliant game. It just shows that when we really yeah. want to play and when we really can yep. um, want to win, we can. And this is a great push. You know, we've beaten one of our top four rivals and that's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, if that no. doesn't knock the stuffing out of them, two, that two, nothing will. Two this week. Yeah, two this week. And... You know, that's going to knock the stuffing out of Man United. There's no, they're not playing for this guy no more. They know they're, Man United are on the beach. There's 100%. And until the new guy comes in, they're not interested. So I think that's them gone. Because we had a chance chance to finish them off this week. And you know what? We did it. We took it. We finished them off. We We we, did it. We We done them. We play (laughs) down. we, We do, we do favors. We, we rehabilitate broken strikers and teams. We had a chance to knock Manchester United out of the top four conversation, and we fucking did it. Jace, that's all the notes I've got. Anything else you want to talk about? Because uh, just talk about nonsense now, if you want. No, so I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm really excited. I think the, the biggest thing that Arteta and these players are realizing in one of the things that makes me positive is like, we know we have a job to do. We know that if we do our job, we're going to put ourselves in a good position and we're doing the job. Um, it may not look pretty all the time. Um, it may be a little sloppy at times, but we're still getting the job done. And the job right now is to get three points, regardless of, of what your play, play looks like. 
Um, and we're doing that. And we had some really sloppy play today, but we had some really fantastic play today. Uh, I don't think we mentioned Odegaard enough, had another fantastic game um, in midfield. Just you know, Gabriel, I mean, minus the Ronaldo goal at first, really, really solid performance. Um, and again, I, I like that I see um, good team pressing consistently throughout games now. Um, you know, we're not, we're not running up in ones and twos. Every, everybody knows where they're supposed to be. And that's, that's really solid. And, um, we're, hopefully we can continue to grow on this, um, and not only finish off this season really well and, and get back into Europe, uh, but take a really good wave of momentum coming into, uh, coming into next season. What is Carl doing? Oh, looking to know what I'm half watching. How do, how do you shut you up drunk Americans? I'm half <laughs> listening to you guys watching F1 and reliving the game that respect Man United. Do you know what? My weekend is going to be flipping great now. And do you know yeah. what? Brentford, if you want to do me that extra uh, special favor by I mean, that lot, I will be ecstatic. This if, if that if that happens, everyone come to um, my podcast channel. Which which gets no listeners, but just loves to <laughs> and enjoy it. If that happens, then, then then just come. You know, I'll tweet it out. We'll come. It'll be fun. Um, this was a fun day today. I mean, we we, yeah. we don't we don't beat Chelsea and Manchester United back to back very often, and um, and it happened. So like, like, can we just enjoy this? And what do we put down getting two goals in five games against yeah. some very average teams and then getting seven it, goals in two games against two of our rivals? How did that happen? It's called sports. Like, 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 <laughs> Is it? Like, like, we don't control this shit as much as we would like to control this. Like, 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 like honestly... I've I've been a I've been an Arsenal fan for thirty four years and I can't fucking do a thing about helping them score or not score. It doesn't work that way. It's not the question I asked. <laughs> I, I know that's not the question. But but like we we want to like react to every single thing that yeah. happens. Okay. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. You're you keep going. You want to you were you were going on a a good road a good road finally. We want to react to every single thing that happens. You know you know what? We're not entitled to anything. We don't deserve anything. We root for this team. They've promised us a lot and they've not delivered. But like, you know what? Stop acting like you fucking deserve shit. Right. I want this team to do well, and when they do well, I'm going to be happy. And when they don't do well, I'm going to be upset, but I'm not going to be angry because I have much more in my life to be angry about than that. So, Carl, <laughs> rail on me. <laughs> Good luck, Carl. Where do you, you take that? <laughs> oh God, I have no idea. Like I said, I'm happy right now. Arsenal have won. May United have lost. Hopefully Spurs are going to lose. Happy Saturday, everyone. And good night. That's a great way to end the show. I love you, man. I love you guys. And I love you, Gooners.
And if we and and if we lose every game for the rest of the season, then uh, then I'm going to be upset with you. But <laughs> that'll be your fault. Well, it will be my fault. I'll be, be upset with you, but I'll be with you. Yes, lovely. Anyway, we're going to go. Lovely to have you back, Jason. Hope you're going to come back and join us again soon. Sure, thank you, Jason. <laughs> Certainly, when I get, and, to, uh, I get some time like I had today. Good. Uh, Carl, thank you for putting up with Mike. Oh, Danny, do you know what? The Arsenal victory has made the day ever so sweeter. And now I am going to go visit my cousin, actually. But yeah, um, it's all good. I'm a cousin of the main Matty fan as well. So the smile on my face, uh, I'll probably, probably see with a black eye because I'm going to rub it in. But I want, <laughs> I want all the smoke from every single Man United fan. That like, all the smoke. Good. So you're going to be driving along in your big diesel guzzling car with a big smile on your face, and then when you get there, you can sit there and smile and say nothing, and that will hurt more than words. That's what it is. The silence. The silence will be deafening. <laughs> and Mike, you get... uh, on, Daniel, Daniel, are we are we doing the show tomorrow night? If you sober up by then, yeah, we'll give it a go. <laughs> Good luck with that. I love I love my dandy show on Sunday night. Excellent. Uh, Chase, were you going to say something before we go? I, I was just going to tell, uh, you know, um, if if you can, Carl, anytime a United fan asks you, just, just reply with the Who Wants Smoke video from Nardo Wick, and, and I think they'll get the point. Um I'll have, to, I'll have to send it to you if you've not heard it. It's quite good. Um, but, no, great, great three points today. Um, the fact that we could take it from Manchester United, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, just just want to continue to see us progress. And uh, let's let's all get behind the players and let's, uh, let's do what we can as supporters to try to get them over the line for top four. Like, the Emirates should be rocking the rest of the season. Rocking. Excellent. Well, that is the perfect way to end the show. Um, we we all wish whoever's in the house of Mike best wishes because you're going to need all the luck you can get. And uh, Mike, if if you do if you don't make it to the weekend, you've had a good run. And we're going to go now. We will be back on Sunday. And Mike doesn't have any concept of time. Otherwise, he'd we tell you that it's going to be 10 p.m. or something like that. I don't know. Is it 10 p.m. still, Mike? 10 p.m. on Sunday uh, for, the, uh, for the Sunday roast. Yeah. Well, we'll see, we'll see everybody then, and hopefully Mike will sober up. Well, thank you very much to Jason, Carl, and Mike for joining me today, and thank you very much to everybody in the chat, and uh, thank you very much to all of our wonderful players. And uh, we're back, baby. It's back on. Good night. Top four. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.